you humming the song already? To everything there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. The song was made famous by the birds, and in terms of the lyrics, it's actually the oldest song to ever top the charts. Pete Seeger uh, wrote this as a protest song, but really all he did was take Ecclesiastes chapter 3, add the words turn, 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 and uh, only six other words in the whole thing. Uh, But basically, this is a 3,000-year-old pop song. Uh, These words have found incredibly enduring and universal appeal. It's amazing to think that these lyrics should have survived the best part of three millennia. But in a minute, we'll see that there are songs that are even more enduring than Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We'll see that. But for now, let's listen again to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. There is a season. Uh, Here we go. There is a time for everything. To everything there is a season. That's what the old King James Version had. And that's what the birds sang. Uh, To everything there is a season. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. These words speak of a sorrowful beauty to life under the sun. Here is a kind of tragic loveliness. When the birds sing this, it sounds like a protest song. It's, it's sung as a protest song, And yet, this is not a protest at all. It's the very opposite of a protest. Ecclesiastes 3 is not railing against anything. It's not railing against the natural order. It's not railing against any of the things that it it lists here. Actually, these words are surrendering to the natural order of things. Here is a blanket acceptance of all the turning seasons of life. Instead of protesting death and war and hate... The song asks us to give up and enjoy the ride. The teacher here in Ecclesiastes 3 is resigning himself to the circle of life, which is ultimately a cycle of death. And here he contents himself with verse 11, the thought that God has made everything beautiful in its time. He's made everything beautiful in its time, but then it turns, it turns, it turns, and down to the grave we go. And so... The world sings along with the teacher of Ecclesiastes 3. And really, you can see why these words resonate, because it's kind of the ultimate philosophy for those who are bound within the turning seasons. If this is all you know, if life under the sun is all you know, then embrace it all. Embrace love and hate, peace and war, birth and death. Acknowledge its inevitability. Enjoy what you can, accept it as your lot, and sing. That's what the birds did. But there are other songs to sing. There are more enduring songs to sing than Ecclesiastes 3. The prophet Isaiah, for instance, envisages a world that is transformed by the Messiah. In Isaiah 35, he envisages how the Messiah will bring about an end even to death. 
And through the, the victory of the Messiah, the natural order will be overturned and the captives will be set free. Through Christ, the wilderness blossoms, the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame leap. The natural world is turned right side up. Here is the ultimate protest song. Isaiah 35 from verse 4. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the death unstopped, then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongues shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sands will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. Here is a different song, a true protest song. And I wonder which of these two songs resonates with you. What is the soundtrack to your life? If you are just living life under the sun, then you'll sing along with the birds. You'll sing along with Ecclesiastes 3 and the teacher. And you might sing some beautiful laments, but they are fleeting. And they will make their peace with death, with hate, with tearing down. But when we know Jesus, then we can truly sing protest songs. Then we can fix our eyes on the Messiah. We can stop surrendering to the grave and instead hope defiantly in a future that is worth celebrating. Here's how Isaiah chapter 35 ends in verse 10. Those the Lord has rescued will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and sorrow will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. Unlike Ecclesiastes chapter 3, that's a song that says there is no more time for war, no more time for weeping, no more time for hating. Isaiah is telling us there is no more time for death when Christ returns, when the Messiah sets all things right. Here is a true protest song. And it will last longer than 3,000 years. When we sing Christ's own protest songs, protesting against the order of sin and death and destruction, this will be a song of everlasting joy. Mm -hmm.